Hello and welcome to Voice of Restoration, a broadcast outreach of the Christian Brethren Church, bringing you Bible-based teachings from author and Bible teacher, Pastor Afolabi Oladeli. that God himself, when he was shining the light upon my life, I was saying to one of my sons yesterday, if there was no other benefit to being away, it's those solitary moments when you are alone with the Lord and it puts the searchlight on you so you see exactly who you are, where you are in this journey that he has called us to. And this morning, a continuation to the things that we have said before, albeit under a different title, let's go back to the basics, scratching beyond the surface. Because we can all go around and show fine faces and nice dresses and so on and so forth. Yet deep inside, things are happening inside us that we are either not understanding the intent and the purpose of God and we are judging him wrongly or we are just lost, not knowing in which direction to turn to. And I'm trusting the Lord this morning, by the time we are through here, you will make up your mind where you stand in this race to be conformed to the image of the Son of God. I start off from the scriptures in Romans chapter 8. And it was while I was ministering in Ibadan a couple of weeks ago with Pastor Tox and Co. that the Lord actually opened this new dimension to me about the two poles race, the two pole race, excuse me. And we finally started with the first pole that I take from Romans chapter 8, and I start from that verse, verse 28. NLT. And, and we, yes. And we know that God. Stop there. And what? We know that God. And we what? I had to ask myself, do I really know? We read the scriptures all the time and we know. The question is, do you really know? Because if you knew some of the reactions that come by way of the infirmities of the flesh, they probably will not be there. And I would urge you, because I'm not going to be in a haste, but I can assure you because of the several events going on, I'll be done on time for you. So I just wanted to be calm. And reflect upon the word in depth. Do you really know? This scripture says, and we know. And I ask myself, when things are going wrong, when I can pay the school fees, when I'm struck by sudden sickness, and sudden challenges come my way, do I really know? Do you really know? The reactions that come to us in the face of challenges tell the story whether we know indeed. Praise the Lord. <coughs> You've spent all your resources serving the Lord. And in the midst of serving the Lord, hell breaks loose. Your landlord decides to change the rents. Your mother is sick at home. Your children are driven out of school. And this scripture says, and we know. Do you really know? It's important for us to look at ourselves in the face of the things that are going on around us and the many more that are going to unravel. It says, and we know that all things... That God causes everything yes. to work together for the good of those who love God, 
and are called according to his purpose for them. Mm -hmm. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son. Stop it there. There is a destination. And I thank God for the ministrations that went on here last Sunday and so on and so forth. What is God's destination for you? What's God's destination for you? I can't hear you. Oh, talk to me, people. And we know that all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose that they may be what? Conformed to the image of his son. Pole number one. Conformity to the image of Jesus. And when I get through the point of what conformity means, you will then be able to understand all the travails that come across your way if indeed you are one of those that are in that set purpose. Because not everybody that is gathering in churches, often here, that is persuaded of that. We know the objective of God for everyone that is called. It says, God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son so that his son will be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. There is no other purpose for me in this life that I am living here outside the fact that the end point for me is to be like who? To be like Jesus. And when I look at Jesus, who do I see? I'll get to that. Who do you see? When you look at Jesus, what is your expectation of how your life is going to unfold every day that you are living? And I'm going this slowly so that it will enter into your spirits. I want a comparative analysis in the heart of each one of you. The day that passes, the day that is to come, what is happening in you? Are you on the path to fit to that ultimate purpose that God says, this is my purpose for you. Did he say, I want you to be a millionaire here? Talk to me, people. Did he say, I want you to become the president of Nigeria here? I want you to become the managing director of ADAX. I want you to become the managing director of Chevron. Is that what the word says? Or it wants you to be the richest person in your village. Or the biggest house in your village. Is that what it says? What is the end point of my calling? That I what? Be conformed to the image of his son. And every day that you live, every step that you take because there is something in that verse that I haven't gotten to 
that tickled me afresh when I looked at the world. That we know that all things work together for good to them that do what? That love God. And I looked at it in the reverse. The travails that come across me in my life and my response to those travails, they speak one thing. Do I love God or I don't love him? Too many of us have been deceived in things that have been taught to us that well, life must necessarily go well because you are a child of God. Life can go well, praise the Lord. And life may not go well. It doesn't stop the fact that all things work together for me for those who do what? Who love God. Poll number one. For he knew his people in advance and chose them to become like his son so that his son will be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And then he went on. Just skip the several number of verses that are in between there. Go to verse 35 and give it to me in the original tongues. He says, can, who can separate us from the love of Christ? Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation. Now, what does that suggest to you? That there will be tribulation. That in the path of being conformed to the Son, to the image of the Son, there are things that are going to happen. Tribulation is amongst them. Praise the Lord. Yes, go on. Shall tribulation, yes, or distress, distress, persecution, yes, famine, yes, nakedness, yes, peril, yes, or sword. I'm not going to take each one of those because we can take each one of them and break them down to the things that are happening to us in our days. Let me give you an example. All of the things that you can imagine can go wrong. People woke up late. People refused to do things. We are trying to park the car. In the midst of waiting for them to rearrange the cars and so on and so forth, I thought I was pressing the brake. I was pressing the accelerator. And all the gada that they put in front of my house, I just... I went, I virtually, I almost went through them before I realized that, uh-uh. Old boy, which one are you pressing? Did I wake up from the wrong side of the bed? No. In fact, we spent time praying and I saw those things happening and I was wondering, what the hell is going on? If I allowed all the things that were going on through my system to prevail, maybe nobody will come to church in my house today. But the restraining word is that scripture that all things do what? Work together for good. I don't understand it. Bad things happen. I don't, it's, I'm not, I wasn't drunk. How can I be pressing accelerator when I want to press brake? I've been driving now for nearly 40 years. Praise the Lord.
There are things that just don't happen to me. Last Sunday, I took my phone, I just finished calling it, and I took on my, I took on my winter jacket. I was getting out of the laundry in Geneva to catch a plane to Paris. Only to get, get into the, to the plane, my phone was gone. It doesn't happen to me. Such things, not me. But shit, brother, it happened. <laughs> so, and all the numbers, all the whatever, I called my service provider, sent text in England and so on. Everything was churning in me by the time I got to my destination. I just said, what is going on? I'm living to something. It's not about me. It's about what God is doing. And I'm trying to just tear up things to the smallest things that can happen to you on a daily basis. That you may understand what it is that God is trying to achieve by the things that come across your way. The things that we will blame people for. The things that we will blame God for. The things that we are going to be saying, God, were you sleeping? As if he is my messenger. things work together for good to them that do what? That love God. Who are called according to his purpose. Which purpose? The end point of purpose is my conformity with the Lord Jesus Christ. That he as the firstborn I can be with him amongst brothers and sisters who are exactly like him. And in that process there will be tribulation there will be persecution. You will go hungry. You will be destitute. You will be in danger. You will be threatened with death. There is an acceptance that God is asking from you of those things. And that acceptance is what many of us, we don't want. And an acceptance that those things are part of the things that work God is doing for us or God is doing to us to get us to the place where he is going. He's taking us. Whose fault is it that my phone got lost? Just tell me. Is it my wife who is in Lagos? Or my PA who is also in Lagos? Whose fault is it? And if it is in terms of carefulness, brother, I am extra careful of, of things. But it happened. Praise the Lord. Let's look at the second poll. You've seen the poll, the first poll that speaks to what? Conformity to who? To Jesus. Give me Romans 12. Verse Romans 12. I beseech you therefore, brethren. I beseech you therefore, brethren. By the mercies of God. By the mercies of God. That ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy. Go to verse 2. Yes. And be not conformed to this ah. world. Be not what? Conformed to what? To this world. So you have one pull. That is conformity to who? A 
And who is asking you to be conformed to the image of Christ? God. And I see another poll that speaks about what conformity to what? This world. Conformity to the world. And that is the race and the challenge that you and I were facing. In our daily life, the way we live, which side are you swinging to? Can you give me that in the message? So, okay, verse 12, verse 2. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture. Don't become so well adjusted to what? To your culture. And your culture is not that uh, you are Yoruba woman, you put uh, Buban, Buban, Sokoto. Or you are Igbo, Igbo, and you, you, you tie Lapa when you are dancing. No. The culture is a system that surrounds you. The system that drives everything that goes around you. And I was just reflecting to them in the morning in my, in my, in my room. I, I'm so frustrated that every time I hear people speaking on the radio, on the television, about what is happening in Christ, the only standard that people bring up is how much money God is going to give you. The only standard they bring up is how many cars God will provide for you. Is that what the word of God is saying? But you all, we all are caught in that trap. That the standard of reference by which our lives are measured are the standards of the world. Then you are asking me who is conformed to the world, who is conformed to Christ. And except to be delivered of that, Believe me, you have to put yourself on that balance. Can I have that scale on the screen, please? Multimedia. And then you will understand what it is that God is trying to do. This scripture says, don't be so well adjusted. Pole number one is what you have on your right. That speaks to conformity of Christ. Pole number two is what you have on your left. It's like a balance. Which way is it that life or what you permit in your life, which direction is it taking you? Are you with me, people? Because if we don't tell ourselves this truth, we will keep on coming every Sunday and we are going to be just going away candidates of hell. Because when Jesus comes, he's not looking for the standard of the world. Is looking for his own image. Praise the Lord. This second poll, let me quickly move forward here. Because the word conformity is best illustrated from the scriptures because we will teach the scriptures from the scriptures. And some of you may have forgotten when it was in this congregation. I think it was Stokes that was preaching in one of those Bible studies. Give me Matthew 29. Uh, no, sorry, not Matthew 29. Matthew 19. Let's take 24 to 25. 20, 20, 29. 24. Yes. And again I say unto you. And again I say unto you. It is easier for a camel. It is easier for a camel. To go through the eye of a needle. Than for a rich man to enter into, into the kingdom of God. Just stop there. Did he say it was impossible for a, a camel to go through the eye of a needle? Talk to me. Did he say it was impossible? No. Rather he said what? 
it is easier. But some process has to have taken place to that camel. And you know what he said? You know, you've seen a camel before. Rakumi? You just like that. You have to have beaten it, broken it, nodded it to become a thrill. That's what conformity means. And I got to understand that when the Lord began to speak about the way, the narrow way, the gate, and so on and so forth, that if he is the gate, and he says straight is the gate, few there be that find it. All I'm saying is that if that small slit is the, is the gate, that small slit that you are seeing on the window, the grill there, if that is the gate, and I want to go through, what, happen, what has to happen to me? I will fast, I will be broken to become like bear for me to be able to pass through. That's what conformity means. And the beating, the brokenness that is required for a camel to be drawn into a thread, those are the things that the tribulations that come across our way. Those were the things that Scroll 51 understood. That some trials are of what? Absolute necessity. For the doing what? For the purging away of what? Infirmities of the natural mind. The infirmities of the natural mind are the things that are making it to think otherwise. That when God is dealing with you. And cutting you here, cutting you here, cutting you here. God becomes your enemy. Are you sleeping that all of this thing is happening to me? And then Emmanuel is not giving you money. You hate Emmanuel and say, Emmanuel, these brothers, they are just useless. Why don't you look at what God is doing? Because those things that are happening and coming across my way, God says there are infirmities of the natural mind that only trials, tribulations, famine, hunger, being destitute, naked, may be able to purge those things from me. That I may be able to be conformed to who? Amen. To the image of his son. Are you with me? So we don't begin to translate all the things that are coming across our way in the way our natural mind deals with them. Between those two poles, there is a push that wants to take me towards where God says I should end. And the push that takes me there is in terms of the troubles and trials and pains and so on and so forth that come across my way. And they are not excuses for me to begin to blame God or to react against my brother or react against my sister. Praise the Lord. Multimedia, you have to help us. So these things are not showing well anymore. They are dancing. See? Between those two poles, I didn't ask Lord, if the world is not the standard of measure, how do I do my day-to-day -day living in the manner in which you want it? Please, let's finish that scripture in Matthew 19. Uh, you 20, just read 25 now. Yes. When his disciples heard it, yes. they were exceedingly amazed, yeah. saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them. 
and said unto them. Now the disciples thought that the measure of wealth, all the things that the world considered as being the basics, is what will take you to heaven. The Lord changed their theology that day and said to me, said to them, as I am also saying to you, because that's what has bothered me the most about what, goes, what is being taught across the churches in our land, the standard of measure that God reckons with is not the abundance of wealth or the abundance of beauty or the standards that this world itself has raised together. If God brings them across my way, only to the extent that they take me to purpose. Don't let them push you in the other direction. And I will show you what is it that pushes you in the other direction. If trials, tribulations, distress, and whatever it is, I intended to make me get rid, help me get rid of all those things that are the infirmities of the natural mind that will stand against the fullness of God resting upon me. What are the things that drive me in the other direction? Thanks for listening. Join us again on Wednesday for the concluding part of today's sermon. For more information on today's episode, please call 0803-3628-796 or visit us online at tcbc.org.ng.